special pasuk to teach us that even though you marry your sister-in-law, Reuven's wife passes away, sorry, Reuven passes away childless, his brother Shimon marries Reuven's wife, but if Reuven's wife happens to be the sister of Shimon's wife, then he is not allowed to marry her. And we have a special pasuk, the word Aleha, to teach us that. And we ask a question. Why do we need a special Pusik? Had it not been for the Pusik, it would seem that we would have assumed that you could marry your wife's sister because the mitzvah, the positive mitzvah of Yibum overrides the Avera of marrying your wife's sister. So the Gemara wants to know, first of all, where do you know this concept that a positive mitzvah pushes away a negative one? That's number one. How do you know an assay pushes away a license? Huh? And number two, this is not just an ordinary relationship. This is a very strict one. This is chorus. How do you know that an assay pushes away a loisa with chorus? So first thing about deals with question number one. How do you know an assay does <coughs> And we said we learned it from the the, <coughs> the proximity <coughs> of the we learned it from the proximity of the tupsukum, the juxtaposition of the Pasik of Tzitzis and the Pasik of Klein. And therefore, we learn now that the mitzvah tzitzis overrides the avera of klein. So we see that a positive mitzvah pushes away a lifestyle. And we said that in Chumash Dvarim, according to Rabbi Yehuda, we, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, we learn out the fact two together, but it has to be self-evident or superfluous. So the whole Gemara yesterday was talking, where do we find that tzitzis is <coughs> that the positive of klein or tzitzis is extra? And we went through different steps. And finally, we said, according to Rabbi Shmuel, Whenever it says begged material, it automatically means wool and linen. Why does the Pasik have to spell out Semer Pishtim? That is extra to teach you that it's written there only so you can learn that tzitzis you wear, even though it might be woolen strings and a linen uh, begged, it's climb, it doesn't matter because the Pazamitsa pushes away the, the license. So now we're up to the Gemari. <coughs> Excuse me. The Gemari then asks the question why do you have to have a special? Possibly could teach you that tzitzit is a climb. According to Abishmal, the word begged means woolen linen. And by tzitzit, it says you should put tzitzit on your begged, on your big day, which automatically means woolen linen. So it, or, isn't that already a case of um, of climb? I don't need to learn from any other anywhere else. So we answered, no, it follows Rava. Rava said, it says, hakonof min konof, that the tzitzit string should be the same material as the begged. So um, <coughs> So the tzitzit string, <coughs> excuse me, should be the same, same string as, as the begged. But then it says wool and linen. How could it be? So we said that wool and linen, you can put wool and strings or linen strings on any begged, even made out of cotton, for example. But um, um, all other materials besides wool and linen, cotton begged needs cotton strings. A wool and begged needs wool and strings and so on. So we're up to the bottom, you're up to here, about about seven lines from the bottom. And uh, we're just reviewing here. If some of you didn't learn it yet, so the Gemara says you want to <coughs> you want to say that Bishmol holds like Rava, but Rava says you can have uh, tzitzis made out of you know begging made out of cotton, and Abishmol holds that a tzitzit cotton can only be made out of wool or linen, because begging according to him means wool and linen. So how can you tell me Abishmol holds like Rava, and therefore you wanted to say less like the Rava, he doesn't hold a Rava. Were six lines in the bottom and dollar on the base in the Sechti Yavamas. So, you know, we need it. Salkidat, in other words, you're right, he doesn't hold like Rabbah, but still Rabbi Shmo holds like the first part of Rabbah. 
That is that that we would have thought that wool should only be on wool and linen should only be on linen. And therefore there's no mixture over here of the two. And that's why we need to learn from Klaim that you can do both. Kidyuk, I would have thought like they're like rubbers diuk inference. How kind of min kind of of it like semel semel wolf or wool pish pish on land for linen linen. And if you happen to make wool for wool, then color it blue. Who said you can mix woolen strings for a linen baggot or a or linen strings for a woolen baggot? Who they can mix? That's why we need the juxtaposition of the midst of tzitzis with the aver of klaim to tell you that no, you can have woolen strings on a linen baggot. Okay, so bottom line is. We learn out from the fact that the two psukim are next to each other, tzitzis and klaim, that you wear tzitzis even though it's a mixture of wool and linen, because the mitzvah pushes away the negative. I say pushes away the lightest. So we're up to the hey, Amad Aleph, the very top line. Says in this makes sense of Tanya Rabbi This makes sense according to Tanya Rabbi learns that when it says begged, it means it means wool and linen. And then you have an extra pasig. It says the Torah spells out wool and linen must be the extra pasig to teach you to learn from the two. Of the Rabbana Menalu, the Rabbana who don't believe in uh, that begged is limited only to wool and linen. So how, and, and if they hold that you need an extra posseg, what's extra about the posseg? Tomorrow you're right. Forget Titus. We can learn from somewhere else altogether. Nafkalu Merosha. We learn a, a leper. A leper is someone who you know, had leprosy and then finally the, the coin says the leprosy is going away. So what happens is he, he goes ahead and he becomes tired. He counts seven days. Goes to the heaven. First, he has to um, shave his entire body, and he and he goes to the mikvah. Then he counts seven days and does it again, and then he brings his carbonus. Now, when he shaves, the pasuk says, "Shave all your hair," and then it spells out the hair on your head, the hair on your beard, the hair on your eyebrows. Now, the question is, if it says all your hair, what do you have to highlight? Head and eye and, eye and beard and all that. So it must be to teach you halacha something. The time we learned, Roshai, why you have to tell me that you can shave his head? What are you here for? I'll explain to you why. Lefi, because there's an iser involved in shaving the entire head. It says in the passage, Shnem, it says, you shouldn't shave the edges of your hair. So because you shouldn't shave the edges of your hair. So I would have thought, Shemaine, I would have thought, Ahmed king. Okay, Ahmed has to shave his hair, but the, there's, there's an Avera shaving the entire head. So when the Torah says shave all his hair, it means all the permitted hair. And maybe a Mitzvah should not shave the head itself, because now I'll shave the edges of your head. Okay, um, I want you to shave your head. Now there's an Avera involved. There's a big argument when we say that you're not allowed to shave your head, does it mean only you're not allowed to shave? If, if you don't, if you leave your hair in the middle and you just shave the edges, then it's prohibited. Or do we say that even shaving your entire head is prohibited because the fact is you includes also the edges of your head. So nice. this kind of holds that is considered an avera, and that's the Kiddush. That even though it's an avera shaving your head, but if a Torah has a mitzvah to shave his hair, to shave all of his hair, he shaves that as well. Because the mitzvah pushes away the license. Because all right, that's how to hold Equally, we can ask. One second. Doesn't prove anything. You know why? Because an essa can push away a loisasa because an essa, the logic is an essa is stronger than a loisasa and therefore it pushes away a loisasa. That's how we're learning right now. There's two ways of understanding essa doich loisasa. There's Rashi and Tosis and Barachas Dabchav. According to Tosis, essa is stronger than a loisasa, so it pushes it away. 
according to Rashi, and I say he's not stronger than all this, is it? but that the, the Torah says, where there's an assay involved, I'm going to remove my lojasa. In other words, there's no aver of climb at all when you want to do the mitzvah tzitzis. It's called hutra, became permitted. So, but right now, the Gemara seems to be learning that it's a question of which is stronger. And, uh, and I say, pushes away a loisir because it's stronger. It's a question, you want to learn from a tzara, you can't. You know why you can't learn from a tzara? Because that's a weak loisir. That is an extremely weak loisir. But an ordinary loisir might be stronger than a say, and it cannot push it away. Now, why is shaving your head a weak loisir? Because there's no prohibition for a woman to shave her head. So this is an avera that applies to half the population. That's a weak Avera. But when it comes to the Avera of a Yibam, for example, a brother should not marry his wife's sister while his wife is still alive, there the prohibition is on both. She's not allowed to marry her, her sister's husband, and the, and the sister's husband cannot marry her because she's a sister, a sister of his wife. So that's a much stronger love. How do you know that an estate pushes that away? Says uh, Mala love that coffee. You know the love of, of shaving. She can't love shaving because that equals everybody. El, uh, so how do you know that an assay can push away a strong voice that says, you're right. El asim is a kone. From the next word in the passage, it says your beard, shave his beard. The time you learn, the kone is beard, ma tamalema, what time is beard, the fish lemma, you turn away, shave all his head. Why does it spell out the beard? Because it says, one passage says you shouldn't destroy your beard, but that doesn't necessarily mean erase. So, um, the, but the bikonim, it says that they should not shave the beard with a razor. So therefore, we say, so the fish never passed again, we would have thought, because there's a prohibition of the five corners of your beard of shaving with a razor. So I would have thought a koyin mitzayra, same thing, if a mitzayra is a koyin, and even though the Torah says you should shave all your hair, but since you're not allowed to shave the corners of your beard, he should leave it out. So I want you to shave his beard as well as the mitzah. Of shaving uh, of a matzayra, removing his hair overrides the avera. So for heal or not, So they give me that. So you'll ask me the same question. It's only limited to men, and and not to women. And we're talking also about kindly more limiting. So what are you telling me? So all we know is that I say push away a weak license. Someone says you're right. But now we have two sukim telling you the same thing. From the shaving the entire head, we already know that an say could push away a weak license. So why do you have to repeat again about the beard? We already know ourselves that a weak license, and I say, pushes away. So you know why it repeats it again? We have a rule. If it's if you don't really need it for what it's talking about, we'll expand it further. We're going to say that even a strong license, and I say, pushes away. Otherwise, why would the Torah have to repeat the same lesson twice? One by the hair, the head, and one by the beard. Since you don't need it anymore for a lab that's not equal to everywhere. So they would place it to an Indian, place it to even a strong lab, and I say pushes away. That's what that's how we learn that. So no, no one who said maybe it's a maybe it's only limited to Kayanim, but because Kayanim generally are so strict, you know, they're not allowed to go to a cemetery. There's so many laws about Kayanim that it doesn't happen to the average person. Maybe we would have thought that a Kayan shaving his beard with a razor is very, very strict. It's not a weak license, even though it's a limited group, but it's a Kayan. A Kayan is something special. And therefore, the Torah needs to tell you that still the Asay pushes it away. We have no extra possible to teach you that an Asay pushes away even a strong license. So we go back to the original question. Why would we have thought that a Yavam is allowed to marry his wife's sister? On what basis? When do you know that an Asay can push away a license? Maybe even a weak lab, maybe even a lab that's limited to Koinim, and I say shouldn't push away. Kamash Londodachi pushes away. You're right. And the you know, we learn it from? 
when you learn from the law of a nazir. What about if a nazir becomes a material? A nazir is not permitted to shave his hair, but a material has to when he when he becomes tired. So and the, and the, and therefore we need to tell you that a nazir mitzayra, the pasuk, this pasuk comes teach you that a nazir is a mitzayra, he needs to shave his head. And the assay, and now a nazir applies to everybody, man, woman. It applies to everybody. Here we have a good a good proof that an assay of, of a mitzayra shaving his hair, his head overrides the loisasa that by a nazir. That's what I want to say. Elasia, Meroshe, the Hachtana from the following rice. Time you learn, the Roshe, why does it say by Matera, there's hair in his head? Matamalema, what he used for. The Vishen Emma says, Tala, Yava Roshe, you shouldn't use a shaver or a razor on your head. Shemani, Afmatera, Venazer, Kane. I would have thought the same thing applies to Matera Nazer. Tamalema, if it says Roshe, it says, it says Roshe, his head. So therefore, we see that I say, push it away, Elisa. Moses says, no. A Nazer is a very weak love. I'll prove it to you. We know that. An assay, and that's what we're trying to find out the basis, but we all know that an assay can push away a loisasa. A positive can push away a negative. But if the negative is combined with an assay, so you have on one hand an assay, pushing, trying to push away a loisasa and assay together, the assay cannot do that. The assay cannot do that. So let me ask you a question. A nazir has a mitzvah assay to let his hair grow. Godly, he has to let his hair grow. So, Mitzvah say, there's also negative. The Ta Loyal he's not allowed to use a razor. Loyal uh, he's not allowed to use a razor to completely shave his head. So, a Nazir has an assay in a loisir, and you tell me that a Matsuira shaves his head. So, he, let's learn from here that an assay pushes away not only a loisir on its own, but a loisir combined with an assay. And we don't say that. You know why? Because a Nazir is a very weak Avera. Because it's a very weak Avera, Therefore, even that say pushes both away, it doesn't prove, has no reflection anywhere else. Now, why is a nazir very weak of error? Because at the end of the day, what is a nazir? A nazir is a promise. A nazir is a promise. And a nazir, therefore, can go to a rabbi and say, you know what? I want to know my promise. We learned the Chagiga, the Dafyud. A nazir can go in and say, a nazir, a nazir, I can go in and he can completely annul his vow. So that's a weak of error. Averis in the Torah, you cannot, you cannot undo. You know? So therefore, a, a, a brother who, uh, his wife, his sister, is now the Yavama, why would you think he'd be able to do it? Just because by a Nazir we see that Asai pushes away, it proves nothing. Because that Avera can unravel. This Avera can't. So Equal me if I can ask you, about five lines about it. We're still trying to establish how do we know an assay pushes away and you want to learn from a Mitsaira who's a nazir that he shaves all his head. No proof. you can go and, and annul your entire naziris. And I'll prove it to you. Could so how the kind of have a rule that ain't assay doesn't We know that an assay cannot push away an assay and a loisir. Big argument the revoin in Khulda Kufnamalaf and others. How do we understand that? Is the shot that an assay always pushes away the license, but the other assay, the counter assay, remains, and therefore, how do we know which one to follow? Is that what it means? Or now that the license and assay are combined together, it pushes away nothing, and you can still get your lashes and all that. Anyway, either way, an assay cannot push both of them away. Now, let's learn from another, ligma minaza, let's learn from another, ligma minaza, what? And an assay does push both away. Nobody can tell me. And another, my time, you know why you don't learn from another? We can ask, you can cancel your Naziris. Therefore, it's weak. So, why should we rely on a safe pushing it away? Just cancel it. We can say, even if you don't cancel it, the whole is so weak. That's why that safe can push it away. Ella, we go back. So, how do we know that that safe pushes away? Let's go back to Titus. 
Now you asked the question, if you believe that baguette can mean any material, so the Torah had to spell out what kind of climate is made out of tzitzit, out of wool and linen. How do we know, how do we know then that there's nothing extra? I'll tell you what's extra. In Cain, Lema, Kra, why does the Torah talk, the next passage, when talking about tzitzit, it uses the word gedilim tasalucha intertwined thread. You should have said tzitzis taslacha, just like in, 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 in Pasha Krishna we read. It's a tzitzis. So why the head doesn't try to use the word same tzitzis? Why does it change to gdilim? Gdilim to teach you something. You come and teach you, like, I could have said tzitzis. I'm using the word gdilim to, to highlight that what? That's something extra here that you should could equate to the pasig of a climb and say that just like, you know, that when even though there's climb, you allow the word tzitzis. And the assay pushed away the list. So the again, there's nothing extra. So we need Gedilim to tell you how many strings. How do we know how many strings you need? Nowhere does it tell you to say how many strings we need. We learn out Gedilim is intertwined. So that means two threads. And then it's a Gedilim. So it's like two sets of two threads. That's four. And then you put it through the hole. It makes it a total of eight. That's how you have eight, str eight, eight strings. And then it says Gedilim Taslacha. In Pasha Shlach, it says Psilim. So the Rashi explains you tzitzis, a third of it is the is the, is, is, is you have the strings over here. So what we have here, these are the psilim, the, the loose strings, and this is the psil, and this part here, the section is a gedil. A third of it is gedil, where you wind the string around it, and then the the, the loose strings are called psil. So you need the tighter to say gedil to teach us how many strings and how it's done. Nothing extra. Okay, let's go back. Let's go to Klein. Okay, I grant you that you need to spell out Wunlin. Imkain, Lema Crow, let the Pasik say, lay silver shotness, do not put on shotness, send with a pishin woolen. Okay. Of the yacht of Lamali, the word yacht of is superfluous. What if they yacht? Obviously, that's what Klein is, mixing the two together. Shmamna left, and they must be extra to teach you that we want that we should darshan from the two psukim next to each other. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? No. You know why I need the word yachtov? To tell you that it has to be joined together in a permanent way. That only if it has two stitches, if you, if you take, let's say, the woolen uh, um, uh, thread and you put it through a linen garment, you make two stitches, ah, that's considered like it's one garment now. But if it's only one stitch, it's not considered one garment. And there's no climb there. So we need the word yachtov to teach you another halacha. There's nothing extra here. No, so they went in Kenya. So, all the Torah had to say was, Lay Silvers do not wear Semer Pishta Yachta. The word Shatn is Lamani. We already know the word about Klein from before. Why do you have to tell us the word Shatn? The word Shatn is why you introduce a whole new word here. Obviously, the reason why we word Shatn is this extra, um, it's extra to teach you that what Sitzis is different. So, you know, I can't see you, brother. We learn how long the word Shatn is. Shatn is made up of three words. Achi hey shua, it should be smooth, and tavi it should be spun together, and venus, and then you should weave it. Those the way Rashi learns, other Shaymagi Rashi learns that you should have to spin the wool and linen together, and then weave it together. That becomes shatness. So we, how do we know that from the word shatness? One word. So um, so it teaches halacha. Teaches has a big and other Shaymagi problem with Rashi, and that is. If the only way from the Torah is shotness is if you spun the wool and linen together in the thread and then you sew, so how is tzitzis shotness? Tzitzis, we have a linen garment and then you put strings through a hole, which are wool. That's not that's not shotness from the Torah according to Rashi's view. And therefore the way Torah learns is, the Gemara means that every single string 
has to be a proper string. So each string is spun on its own. Let's say wool. This, the wool string is spun, is, is, combed, is combed, then spun, and then you, you know it's, it's, it's weave on its own. And you and you're weaving that string into a linen garment. That makes it shotness. And therefore, if if you, if you put it in sitzes as well, each the, the each woolen string that sitzes is is done properly as a woolen string. And now, if you put it together with linen, it becomes shotness. Anyway, so we need to put something extra here. We, we learn both Meshatas. If the Torah only meant to teach you the halacha of Shua and, um, and Tavi, but no, it should have spelled out in three different words. Shua, why is Torah put it together as one word? To teach you something else as well. I, I didn't use climb, I used the word Shatnas. If I want to teach you only halacha, I would spell it out. Shua tovi benoiz. I'm putting it together as a word to teach you another. It's teaching you another thing that changes from climb to teach you. Let's learn tzitzis and climb together. You can wear tzitzis made out of climb. Says so Gemara. Um, okay, now let's go back to our original question all the way in the beginning. Okay, great. You're right. Now we know that an asay pushes away from the juxtaposition of the two psukim tzitzis and climb. But my original question was, Yavama is not just an ordinary relationship. You get chorus if you're going to live with your wife's sister. So that's weird. Why would we think that you're permitted? Because I say push away relationship, but where do you find a precedent that I say can actually push away a relationship that involves chorus, which is so much harsher? Where do you find such a concept that we need a possible tell you, but don't your sister is forbidden? How do we know that? So the more now for the next two pages, we'll try to work it out. So let's continue. Okay, where do you find a precedent that it pushed away a lot? With courage, you need the word Allah to teach you not that you don't marry your wife's sister. I'll tell you one. Let's learn from the Mitzvah Miller. Mitzvah Miller, you do on Shabbos, right? The Pesach says, even on Shabbos. So Mitzvah Miller pushes away Shabbos. Shabbos, you get chorus. No, but Malin Mila, Mila is, is what is you doing a Malach on Shabbos, Chabola, and, and Chabola is like taking away the Shomer or the Kundarambam, it's like Dosh, threshing. Malin Mila, Mila has 13 different covenants. That's how supportive it is. And the Ritva learns it's like you have 13 mitzvahs. Miss Mila, you're doing 13 mitzvahs in one go. Then maybe that's why it pushes away Allah said that has chorus. But we only have one mitzvah, a single mitzvah. How do you know it pushes away? So he goes, okay, we're at Karm Pesach. We learned that on Shabbos, you bring a Karm Pesach even on Shabbos. As I say, pushes away a loyzah of Karis. So think about it one second. Pesach is not an ordinary assay. Mala Pesach is a If you don't bring a Karm Pesach, you get Karis as well. So maybe they're like equal. The assay of Karis pushes away a loyzah of Karis. But an ordinary assay like the mitzvah of Yibum, how do you know that it can push away a loyzah? Why would you think it pushes away a loyzah of Karis? So what about Tamid? A carbon Tamid, a daily carbon Tamid is only, a, you know, you have to bring it. There's no chorus involved there. And yet you do it on Shabbos as well. No, but Malab Tamid, you can't touch it. It's a daily occurrence. So therefore, it's a different kind of mitzvah altogether. Every day you do it, you have to do it on Shabbos as well. What about a mitzvah once in a while? Maybe you, you can't do it. You can't push away a laser that is chorus. So you're right. The Chodolas, you can't look each individual and they're all different. But taste and metat, you want to have two of them. So you're okay, which two are you going to put together to have something in common and say, look, they can push away a chorus, so so too every assay. Hey, Tasey, which two? If you learn from Mila and Pesach, so they, whatever Chumra is in Mila, 13 bristles, you don't have that Pesach, so obviously that's not the reason why you're allowed to push away a chorus. It's just because it's a mitzvah. If Marzan, no, she can't chorus. They both have something in common. They both have chorus. Mila also, if you don't circumcise yourself, 
There's an argument the Rambam, the Rambam, and the Ravid, whether every day that you didn't mala yourself, you chayv chorus, or only if you die without a bris, that's when you chayv chorus. But whatever it is, it involves chorus. Okay, so that's why it pushes away a loss of chorus. But what about Pesach and Tommy? They also have something in common. Where both of them benefit Hashem. And Yivam is for you. How do you know that? Why would you think that I say pushes away a loss of that's chorus? Okay, uh, what about Mimila the tummy? What about Mimila and Korban tummy? What if there's no chorus involved in in in, uh, in tummy, for example? And it's not for, um, and uh, and Mila is not for the for the Abishta, for Hashem. She can Both of them have a mitzvah before Matan Torah, bris of Rome already was instructed to a bris, and and Korban Pesach in Mitzrayim. They had to do Korban Pesach prior to Matan Torah. Zingor said, "Veliba the mandama." Sorry. Uh, what about? I'll just get something. Um, and where do you find a meal of a tummy? Not not Pesach. Not Pesach. Sorry, Pesach. We'll get to the second. A meal of a tummy. She can yes the fact that tummy is also for dibo. Well, leave it, Madamer. We had a chagigan argument whether the carbon oil that they brought the day before Matayra was that. The carbon tamid was that just an oilless nidava voluntary oil. The leave of the man the Omar, point of opinion, it says oil is given so mirror oil is tamid. I was not tamid, and therefore we see that that uh, tamid also is prized one day. Umakul nami she can yes from the dibur. All three of them were there before matan tayin, including kompesach, as we just said. Eli itzich. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you where there is where there is a precedent that an assay, at least we thought an assay, can push away a license that has cars. And where is that? Let's learn from the mitzvah of Kibbutz of A. What do we know about that? The Tanya learned a very interesting in the Yochel, I would have thought. I would have thought that Kibbutz of A should push away Shabbos. Why? If, you, if your parents tell you, go ahead and be Mechal Shabbos, do something for me which involves Chil Shabbos, we would think you listen. It's a mitzvah. Why is Shabbos more important than that? Tamalayma, the word says, Ish you should fear your parents. The F said and the same Pasik says, and keep my Shabbos. And and, and the Tasha says that the, the rest of the Pasik is Ani Hashem, that I am your God. And 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 therefore you have to observe Shabbos. Because Shabbos is um, all about showing how our allegiance to Hashem, and therefore that overrides all other mitzvahs. You all have to honor me. Now. What's the case here? My love, the Amalej Chaydi, what did the father tell you? Breaching the Shabbos. Do a malach, go cook for me, shech for me, basheli, cook for me. Now, we would have thought you should listen to your father. Why? Why would you even think so? I need a pastor that says this juxtaposition, what do you want to need it for? Because otherwise, we would have thought that the midst of Kivar of Aim pushes away the Chil Shabbos, even though there's chorus there. Doesn't that show that an assay can push away a loser that has chorus? The time because I'm on a, the reason is because the Torah says et shab soisad deshmoyu. Halav hachi had it not been for that pasuk, then dachi would have pushed it away. Doesn't that prove that an say pushes away a loisus that has chorus? It had it not been for that pasuk. Said so, you no. We know that the Mishnah says in, in Shabbos the fine hey that, that, that how many malachas are there in Shabbos? Forty minus one, which is an odd way of expressing thirty-nine. Just say thirty-nine. So it says the reason why it says 40 minus one is because there are 40 malachas, but there's only 39 you get skill. What's the 40th malacha? 
Mechamer. Mechamer is if you lead your donkey, you lead your camel, and they're carrying things for you. So that's called Mechamer. There, you only get an Avera Lav. There's no curse. So the Gemara is saying, how do we know that the parent and the bishop, when it says in the Bryce here, we would have thought to listen to your parents. You know what it's talking about? It's not talking about they told you to go cook on Shabbos, which involves chorus. They told you, go ahead and take the horse and put something, or the, the donkey, put some things on it, take it somewhere else. So that is only an Avera, a Lav. And that's why we would have thought, listen to your parents. I say and the pasuk don't nothing, but there's no precedent that an I say not even a half a minute that an I say should push away a lab that has curse. That's what telling you it doesn't push away. So what do we? So what do we learn? The outcome is that if your parents tell you to be mechal shabbos to mechamer, don't listen to it. In other words, what are we really learning here? That an I say does not push away a loisus because your parents told you to do mechamer, which is only allowed, and yet you say, don't listen to your parents. So until now, we discussed, and I say, we brought the posse from climate cities. On the contrary, here you have a clear law that I say does not push away. If your parents tell you to lead the donkey, don't listen to them. This you just told me a minute ago that we have a, we established a rule that a positive mitzvah pushes away a negative. That doesn't happen that way. I the chitami can tell me shine lavi the Shabbos the chamidi. You tell me no no. Shabbos is very different because the whole Shabbos is strict. Cause thirty nine malachas you get killed for. Even the the lav of Shabbos is stricter than any other lav. And even if you're going to tell me that the mitzvah I say listen to your parents does not push away the lav of of mechamer has no reflection on any other lav because this is a powerful lav and therefore I say can't push away. But an ordinary lav I say would push away. Uh, like sits as a climb. So the Gemara, uh, you're going to try to tell me that shine the lab in the Shabbat, you try to worm your way out and say what? Shabbos is totally different, even the lab. The Chamidi, it's not so. Because we are going to learn other dinim if your parents tell you to do other Averis, not Shabbos. And we say those are the parents because we compare it to Shabbos. But you're telling me that Shabbos is different, that Shabbos is stricter than all other Averis. Perhaps other Averis, you should listen to your parents. The mere fact that the Gemara compares all other Avedis to Shabbos proves that Shabbos is equal to all other Avedis. And, and therefore, in, we don't know which, if you're going to learn from, if you're going to learn from Shabbos that you're all those your parents, let's learn that I say it does not push away. If we're talking about Mechamer, like you want to argue, then we should learn from here that an say does not push away Lajazin. Therefore, I'm telling you clearly that Shabbos is talking about an say that has, that's a love that has curse. Says the Gemara, but talk about Amakai, but like what am I talking about? Another Brisa tries to learn other dinim, but then we learn. Yochal, I would have thought Amale Ali, if a parent says he tummy become tummy. I want you're a Koyan, but I want you to walk into the cemetery to return, retrieve a certain lost object. The parent is telling you, the father, mother telling you, your father told you, go ahead and become tummy. I would have thought you should listen, keep it up in. He says, the lost object, I don't want you to give it back to that person. The big argument when, when the mitzvah shavas is that only once you pick it up in your hand, or even if it's lying on the floor, the Rambam learned if you see it, you already have the mitzvah shavas you must return it. So either way, it's talking about either you picked it up already, and the father said, I don't want you to return it, put it back. Or you didn't pick it up, you just looked at it like the Rambam, and the father said, I don't want you to give it back to me. I don't like that guy, don't give it to him. Yochla, I would have thought you should like, listen, Tamil Layman, Ish using the same posse from Shabbos, Kulchun Chayam Kwaidi. So, therefore, so what we see clearly that Shabbos, we are talking about um, that even though there's a, we're not talking about just a love, we are, we're talking about the whole Shabbos itself. And um, and what do you call it? We see that if it's talking about love, Muhammad, 
it, it cannot be talking about love the Muhammad because that's an ordinary love. And we're talking about an Asage, we're talking about he told him to cook, he told him to do all these things. And it's a Bakara. So the here is a good proof that an assay pushes away Allah even those chorus, because the father told you go cook a Shabbos. Had it not been for that extra pasig of Ani Hashem, we would have thought you should listen to your parent. So let's learn from here that Nasei pushes away Allah's Bukharis. Says, you, want to, no. you know why we can't? El Shalikim, we can ask, Malahana, this is different. Shekain Heksha Mitzvah. What do you mean Shekain Heksha Mitzvah? Shabbos is different than Yibu. This is Rashi Pshat. Others have a problem with it, but it's not actually When your father or mother tells you, go ahead and cook for me on Shabbos, what they're telling you to do is the Avera. They're telling you to do is exactly the Avera. The mitzvah assay of your father and the loises of Shabbos are clashing because it's the exact same thing. Go ahead and cook on Shabbos. If you want to listen to your father, you must be Machal Shabbos. You have no choice. So therefore, we would have thought in this case, the assay will push away loises, even though there's courage because the mom is clashing. And the post says, don't. In the case of Yibum, <coughs> the mitzvah is to marry your sister-in-law, right? It's an Avera to marry your wife's sister. But there's an option. You don't have to marry her. You can give her chalitza. You can go through the whole process with the boot, as we'll learn later in the Gemara. But, so therefore, it, it's not necessary that you have to do an Avera. In this case, who says that we make an allowance that the Asay should push away, push away the loyalty of the courage when there's an option that you don't have to? So the Gemara is asking, why would we have thought that you have to marry your sister-in-law when there's an option to just give her chalitza? And, uh, and <coughs> if you give her chalitza, there's no need to call on, to go do daver of marrying your sister-in-law. So yet, and you're telling me, no, we would have thought that an assay pushes away a loisasa that has cars even when there's an option. How do you know that? Now, we did learn before in the Gemara, we'll learn later on, the Chafal of that, um, if, if, there, if there's no mitzvah yibum, there's no mitzvah chalitza, they go hand in hand. So if you cannot marry a sister-in-law, there's no mitzvah yibum there because it's forbidden, then there's no chalitza either. Well, you don't have an option. So Rashi therefore holds that this Gemara here argues with that whole principle. I want quickly just, okay, and then the Gemara continues on, you'll see tomorrow. I just want to quickly point out one thing to you. Rashi says over here an example, if your father, the Koyin, tells you, I want you to go into the cemetery and become Tameh to retrieve a lost object. Rashi doesn't say, and bring it back to me. Just retrieve a lost object. Or he says, he was, he was not standing in a cemetery, but he said to him, I don't want to return the object to the guy. Now, why am I highlighting this? The Gemara condition we're going to learn, Lachlama Beis, that when is there a midst of kibbutz of aim? Only when the parents have benefit from your act, from your action. And that's what the Gemara says. So how do we understand? What happens if your parents have no benefit? Your parents, I want you to run around the block. What do they have from that? Nothing. It's for you. Is there a mitzvah kibbutz of aim to listen to your parents then when they personally do not benefit from it? The Rajva writes over there that it is not such a mitzvah of kibbutz of aim. Now, how do we understand the Rajva? There's different ways, there's five ways of understanding the Rajva. Way number one is there's absolutely no mitzvah of kibbutz of aim. If they don't benefit, you don't have to listen to them. And the halacha of the Marik says that if you, if a parent tells the son or the mother says the father, I don't want you to marry that girl, they don't have to listen. Because it, it, are you marrying the girl? I'm marrying the girl. There's nothing to keep it up in. That's opinion number one. Opinion number two is that when I do something for my parents, it's a mitzvah the If they, they tell me to do something, but there's no direct benefit to them, it's only midrabbanah. 
Third opinion is that it is Mahatayra even when they don't benefit, but it's a lower degree of Kivravay. In other words, that cannot push away a Loisasa. But a stricter Kivravay maybe does. Fourth opinion is that when the Gemara says it's not Kivravay, not that you, you don't have to listen. It, it doesn't fall under kibudavim. Kibud is when you're giving them something, mechabit somebody, giving them something, but it falls under the other mitzvah, which is to fear your parents. Fearing your parents is don't go against their commands. If they told you to do something, I'll do it. So that's what the Razum meant. Not that there's no mitzvah at all. It's an equal mitzvah, but it comes under moira, fearing your parents. Opinion number five is there's two kinds of kibudavim. One that's inherently kibudavim, which is bring them a coffee, giving them something, you know, helping them out. That's Kivravim, inherent. You don't need them to tell you. And then there's Kivravim where there's no midst of Kivit, but if your father or mother gives you instructions to do something, they just created a mitzvah. If they tell you run around the block, they just created a mitzvah. So in ordinary circumstances, you have to listen to them. It's a created Kivravim, you have to listen to them. But where it, it, it confronts an Avera, then we say to the parents, drop your instructions. So that's the Rashba. But Rashi clearly says here, and the, the Ritva holds clearly, the Ritva says clearly that if um, there's no direct benefit of parenting, there's zero mitzvah to listen. You don't have to listen. But the, the Rashi says it clearly. What did the parent tell to the son? Go into the cemetery to return a, to return a, retrieve a lost object. Nowhere does Rashi say, for me. That means Rashi holds, different than what I just told you, he holds that even if there's no direct benefit to the parent, there's a mitzvah from the Torah kibud of aim as well. Okay, just want to give a little heads up. Okay, we're, anyway, continue.